People are my passion, and this podcast is about just that. Life, love, careers, relationships, the ups, the downs, the funny, and sometimes not so funny things that happen along the way. I think that everyone has a story to tell, and I want to hear it. So join me weekly as I sit down with everyday people from all walks of life to find out what makes them tick. You are listening to Bright Minds with Ashmon. Are your insurance premiums going up or is your insurance company dropping you? Give The Works Insurance a call today and tell them Ashmon sent you. The Works Insurance offers insurance coverage to protect everything that's important to you. Whether it's your home, your car, your kids, or your toys, The Works Insurance can tailor coverage that works great for you. Give them a call at 910-550-0209 or visit them online at theworksinsurance.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Bright Minds with Ashmon. I am Ashley Bright. And before I get started, uh, quick little housekeeping because I've been doing this for a year now. Woo woo. And one of my very first episodes, I explained the Ashmon part, but apparently people listen now, but didn't get back to my episode number one. So my maiden name was Moninger, and my name is super basic. Ashley graduated with a bunch of us. And in my group of friends, there were three of us. And so we all had to have a nickname. And so mine is Ashmon. So yes, there you go. There you have it. Anyways, today's episode is near and dear to my heart. I've got one of my best buds sitting down with me today to talk about her journey with type 1 diabetes because November is type 1 awareness month. So Christy Crumrine. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. You know, a little sleep deprived, but good. Always. Always. Yeah. I'm not for you on that. I don't know. You get used to it. So I hear. I feel like nobody sleeps anymore except for me. I think it's old age too. Like, am I going to wake up? I mean, you're so much older than me. <laughs> I'm going to wake up one day and not be able to sleep anymore. A whopping, what, four months older? <sighs> hey, whatever. You're older than me. <laughs> All right. So, guys, if you were new to my show also, I had Christy's husband on, I don't know, at the very beginning. He was like one of my first guests on here. Like, I don't know. Third, almost fourth. a year ago now. Go find it. Kevin Crumrine. Um, and we touched on this a little bit, but their daughter, Maggie, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And I think I had said to him then, like, I like hijacked. I was like, wait, 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 I'm saving it for Christy. We're going to do this. And I felt like no time like the present. We're going to wait for awareness month. Um, okay. Before we dive into that though, we got to get a little background and I like to keep these quick now. I used to spend a little too much time from the, you know, who, what, when, but where you're from, where'd you go to school? What brought you to Wilmington? All those fun things. Oh, the journey of my life. Um, I am from a not little town in upstate New York called Rochester. My entire family is still there. They are diehard Bills fans. Uh, and then God hit college and I was like, it's too cold. Don't want to be here. Loved Fairfield, which is in Connecticut. Hated the cold. I was like, it's still cold there. Yep. I probably <laughs> should have looked a little further south. But you know, what's another four years at that point? And then as soon as I graduated college, I interviewed for jobs in New York, Atlanta, and Charlotte. And overall, picked Charlotte because it was warmer, and I wanted something different. So Charlotte's awesome. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. I'm still I, a huge fan. I am. I do every time. I still my best friend from high school lives there, so we go up and see her. And now with travel sports, we're probably up there three, four times a year. Dare I say, I had as much fun with you in Charlotte as I did in Charleston. I did. It was different, but I like the walking in Charleston. I know for sure. But it's just a good time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's not a good time when it's just two friends and no children and, and shopping and, yeah, and food True. and spending money? <laughs> I am here for all of that. Um, but I, yeah, so after college, I, you know, majority of my friends stayed in New York or Boston because that's just what you did. Sure. You went to a small 
liberal arts school in Connecticut. And I was like, I'm out, packed my bags, moved to Charlotte the week after I graduated and started working with Xerox, which is not that much fun. But they always hire new grads. Like I interviewed for them too. <laughs> yes, they do hire new grads. <laughs> Somebody hire me for something. God, you know, <laughs> let's hawk copiers in the middle of the banking downfall in a banking hub of the East Coast. I feel like the fact that when we graduated, sorry, I'm all over the place. You're good. In 2008 is like, or we graduated in 07, but the fact like what happened in 08 is kind of, I was like, I'm still confused about how bad like the world was and the economy was because I was so young and dumb and I, naive and like, we didn't see I it. didn't have anything to lose. No, I, didn't <laughs> I had see nothing it. to begin with. So I, had nothing I had a job. I was making a paycheck and I was living on my own. Right. And we like, didn't own houses. We yeah. didn't have 401ks to discipline. Like we had nothing. I was responsible for Christy and Christy alone. What a time. Seriously. <laughs> There are times, especially when we went back, and I'm like, oh, that's the bar I used to drink with every day. Oh, God, so every fun. day after work. Yeah. Still had money. We were functioning. I, I was semi-functioning at all. <laughs> you know, I still had to call my parents and be like, I went to the wrong dentist, and they don't take my insurance. What do Can I do? me $300. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Please help. We all have time. these stories, though, right? Um, Holly so Smith always tells me the story about getting her hair done for the first time in Wilmington <laughs> and like all the block, like, and she wanted to cry when they told her it was going to be, you know, like $150 or whatever it was. You don't think like, about it. No, like, I don't have that. Like, who's making my hair appointments, mom? Who's going to the doctor, that. mom? Okay, so how did Kevin come into your life? So I actually met Kevin. I actually was thinking about this earlier today and trying to do the math. I met Kevin in 2000, started college in 03. In 2005. So okay. we've known each other. Come time. Come, I mean, <laughs> damn near close to 20 years at this yeah. point. Um, I met him through a friend of his that I went to college with. So went back to visit him, his friend in Annapolis. Kevin happened to be there home from the weekend from the Air Force Academy. Well, you graduated high school with a guy that Kevin – wait, do it again? I went to college. <laughs> okay. I went to Fairfield yes. with one of Kevin's friends gotcha. from high school. Gotcha. Following. So Kevin just happened to be home that weekend, met him then. You know, this was back in the day at AIM. So somehow a screen name ended oh, up no. on my, what was the buddy, what were those called? Buddy lists? Oh. You know. Yeah, sure. Still remember, going to call him out. So Colax 13. Colax. You know, oh, Colorado. Got it, got Southern, it. Southern, Southern Comfort <laughs> Lex 13 was his number. So all of a sudden we were just chatting that way. It was old school. I mean, this who's is the Who's AIM first? Ah. That's a good – well, seeing as I didn't know who he was, I'm going to say he slid into mine. <laughs> Go ahead, Kev. <laughs> so we started talking and it became, you know, I guess you would say like phone buddies because, God, I met him once in 05 and then didn't see him in person again until – So essentially, yeah, and then it's like you're texting yeah, and I then mean, somebody like calls somebody one day? Pre, This is all like pre-match.com. Okay. We were like long-distance friends <laughs> and okay. would call each other and just chat and, you know. God, that kept up all through junior, senior year. We, again, he probably, I don't, I would keep calling him and be like, this boy's taking me out. What should I do? And he'd say, I'm going out taking this girl to a hockey game. And so it was just friendly. And then the end of, so he's a year younger. God, I don't want to say this out loud. He's 18 months younger than me. So I'm <laughs> totally a cougar. Um, but he was a grade behind us. So at the academies, they have this big thing called a ring dance. It's like a big event. You get all dressed up and basically, black tie event of high, uh, high schoolers, college kids. So imagine what that is. And uh, Sounds like a good time. It's a great time. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to It's me. a great time. So I graduated in 07, um, graduated on a Saturday, flew out to Colorado 
the next day and spent the week with him because he had he was like, hey, you want to come to this dance? And in my mind, I'm like, so at this point, you're not really together. He's just like, come just, on. Just, hey, yeah. I want to go with someone that I hope to have a good time with. And I'm like, hey, first dance. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some smoke shows there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hey, I'm going to bring this smoke show dress. <laughs> and it, yeah, I spent a week out there and we've been together ever since now. So technically dating since 07 and it's married. Long time, man. God, yes. You know? We got married in 2011. Moved to Wilmington. Wait, you had Maggie. Wait, I okay, fast forward so too much. Rewind. 2011. Uh, well, I was in Charlotte. They get told where they're moving to, and he was moving to a town called Shreveport, Louisiana. And the only thing I knew about Shreveport was this little show called True Blood. Fantastic show. Fantastic show. Worth. Yeah, great show. And I was like, "You're moving somewhere where there's vampires and werewolves." <laughs> that would have might have been selling point. I'm like, I'm in. Peace out. <laughs> I was like, "There's not even airplanes there." Um, but didn't like my job, said now or never, packed up my bags, drove 12 hours to Shreveport and moved in with Kevin. We were, I was, you know, I wasn't going to sit around and wait for five years to see if he potentially got out of the Air Force. Yeah. So I was like, let's go try this. If it's going to work, it's going to work. And I'd rather know now than never. So moved in with him in, spoiler alert, it worked. Yeah. Clearly (laughs) 20 years later, um, moved in with him. We were in Shreveport for three years. Went from there to Dayton, Ohio, and from there to Boston, and then from Boston to Wilmington. So we've been in Wilmington now seven, coming up on eight years. It's crazy. Flies by. It really does. But at least you have to live some places, do some things, you know? That's really fun. It definitely, you know, when you're a military spouse, you're used to being told where to live. So this is the longest Kevin and I have ever lived Feels like in a place room. together. That's yeah. cool. I he, love that. And we hit that three-year itch and we're like, ah, ah. I also, I remember him saying something like that too, like with his jobs and mo- like, it was weird to feel like settled mm-hmm. or to not be like, what are we doing next? Yeah. And, and like, like, this is it. Yeah. Like Thomas is a native. I mean, yeah. at this point he moved here when he was seven months. He's known nothing else. Meanwhile, I just was in PA and then here, here I am just doing the same shit. And now I'm <laughs> never moving north. As we're both oh, sitting here in gosh. sweaters and it's 65 outside. So you guys are in Wilmington. You have these two great kiddos. We become friends like, I don't know, three or four years ago. I can't remember now. Um, all right. Let's let's fast forward. We're going to do this thing. We're going to get into Maggie. So let's talk about the things leading up to this diagnosis. Like, uh, So Maggie right now, guys, is 11. Mm-hmm. And Thomas is nine. Look at me. H. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Close uh, enough. Whatever. I don't even know. I was trying to even think about what my own kids' ages are. I keep saying Maggie's 12 and she's got a whole nother year. Oh, gosh. Okay. So let's go from there. Leading up, like what made you be like, hmm, something's going on here. Something is not normal. And let's throw it in the mix that all this is happening kind of during COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not even, not even during. Yes. It, yeah. It was COVID. Yeah. Um, God. So we're 2023. So this was 2021, the summer. So that summer, it started, homegirls in a bathing suit. You know, you look at your little kids and you're like, huh, that bathing suit's probably going to last like three more weeks and it's going to be done the end of the season because it's outgrowing everything. Like every, yes. Yes. And, you know, just kind of had that one, I mean, vividly remember the bathing suit. It's this gorgeous long sleeve one that I wish they made in adult sizes. And then it seems like an odd thing to say, but that kind of triggered something down the line. And then that's so you're fast forwarding too much. So you saw in a bathing suit and you saw the opposite feeling. Yes. So that's 
that's she a thi- was lo- like thin. She was very thin. That was about two months later. So that was part of it. But there had been other things over the summer that we were. I noticing. remember when you were in New York. Sorry, not to hijack you. Gosh, I'm bad at this. You were in New York because we were going to go to the mountain. We were meeting yeah, the mountains, we met right the mountains. And you, I'm trying to remember what you said, but you just had this like feel. And I swear, you even threw out there like it's mom gut. It was a yes. mom, total mom gut. And I can't thing. even remember what she, what had been going on. But you're like something is going on with her. I think she's using the restroom a lot, and mm-hmm. like you were feeling like she was losing weight, yeah. a bit minimally at that minimally. point. But you know, everybody's like, "Oh, I was like, God, Maggie just seems like she's looking real." Yeah, she was like, "I was like, she just looks thin." Yeah, and they're like, "No, she's just you know, it's like getting you're taller. Sick, yeah, maybe you're like stretching out. out." Yeah, and never kid does the like. The Where they go that, from like not looking like a little baby. Yeah, anymore. yeah. Or they still, you know, like get get the little pot belly and then they stretch out. And I was like, sure. She sort of had that at the beginning of summer. I don't think, homegirl, she's not getting any taller. Right. But, you know, I voiced it at the beginning of summer. Kind of slipped to the back of the mind. We hit August. She was getting up at night. I mean, she, guys, looking back at it, she had all the symptoms. I wouldn't even know what the symptoms were. That's why I want people to, like, know. Yeah. Like, tell them. Like, so you know? the sim- they'll say that five – God, I'm going to say it wrong. Five symptoms. Thirst, hunger, weight loss, and frequent bathroom use. Okay. Um. And then the last one is also your breath can get really fruity smelling. Fruity. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's a very. So it's not distinct, even like a bad thing, right? It smells almost like acetone, okay. like nail polish remover. Oh. Um, I don't know. I, I never know. noticed that with her. Okay. But I definitely noticed the weight loss, the drinking. Got home. She could eat a horse and still be hungry. I feel like at the mountains, I was noticing it, but then I couldn't decide if I was only noticing it because you would, mm-hmm. you know, I was being hyper aware. Hyper aware but I still of thought it. at that point, she looked good to me. Yeah. I don't, like, well, she did. Yeah. She looked healthy. Until I look at the pictures and I'm like, oh, oh. her face. <laughs> yeah. So that's August. I kind of was like putting off a little bit. We went to the mountains. School was starting like two weeks later. Sure. Everybody in my family got COVID. Yeah. It went, Whoops. went from Thomas to Maggie to me. She missed her first week of fourth grade. School was supposed to start on her birthday. Diagnosed on her birthday. So I was like, happy birthday. You are in quarantine. Oh, what a time to be alive. So <laughs> it was just like 2000, 2001 was the year that the Carmines would like to write off. <sighs> we but, all have one of those. So we do that. She goes back to school a week later. She has a well check. They both do. They're always at the beginning of the year. And I emailed our provider, who's a dear friend and a neighbor of ours, and I just said, hey, I've been noticing these things. She's been losing weight. The last thing that pushed me over was seeing her in that bathing suit again, and it was like hanging all right, off So, yes, there was a moment uh, all, of our, all of us, a group of us were at the pool, and it was – I mean, And I had hanging. just spent four days with you guys in the mountains, seeing her. But like, yeah. this was three weeks later, and I was like, uh-oh. Like – I don't, I don't want to offend anybody here, but like it literally, truly looked like had she been older, like somebody with a severe eating disorder. And I mean, like I've it's said just, that. Yeah. But it was like a weird look to her. I was like, uh-oh. This like is not your face good. was starting to sink. I mean, it yes. was loose in places you shouldn't have lost weight yes. kind of thing. Correct. Like just big in the bottom and big just – it was hanging off. And I was like, ugh, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Kevin went out of town. Um, he used to be in the reserves. He still is. It's just his job has shifted. So he was out of town for that. And Maggie's bathroom happens to be directly across the hall from our bedroom. So I can lay in bed and hear anytime she gets up. And I'm laying in bed. And one, what triggered the final push that I was like, I can't ignore this anymore, is that night she was up eight times going to the bathroom. And I was like, this is something's not normal. You know, you get on Dr. Google and I'm like, oh, shit. So I immediately, I actually was here at your house and I emailed her provider because we had a well check coming up. And I said, this is what we're seeing. We have a 7 a.m. appointment. 
just want to like lay this on the table in case there's tests we need to run. Um, and I got a phone call back that day and she was like, you're going to have to bring her in like now. Yeah. And, you know, part of me was oblivious to it. I was like, she's happy. She's fine. Like, we're just going to the bathroom a little bit more. I'm going to kick the can down the road a little bit. Um, she happened to spend the night that night. Kevin was out of town. So I was like, can I, can it be tomorrow? She is already at a friend's house for a sleepover. The, pro- yeah. the provider at this point said, yes, but it needs to be first thing in the morning. I don't really want to push it off. And I was like, I, I cannot do this to her. I can't. She's asked me a bunch of questions about how she was feeling and kind of symptoms and I, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And the next morning we went to lacrosse because Thomas had lacrosse. And then I put her in the car and we drove to what was then their urgent care mm-hmm. right at the pediatric office. And the first thing they did was prick her finger. And before I went to the appointment, I called my mom and I said, I'm taking Maggie to the doctor. If I call you, I need you on a plane. I need you here tomorrow. Jody had also asked me, uh, she had tickets to Maroon 5, our neighbor <laughs> friend Jody, because that concert had been canceled and moved. And she's like, come with me. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. But I'm taking Maggie to the doctor. I just have this gut feeling. If I call you, I can't go. Yeah. So we go to the backtracking. We go to the urgent care. They prick her finger. Doesn't register. Doesn't register at all. So this is on a glucometer, which is if you know anybody that has diabetes or you've ever been to a doctor's office, they test your blood. Sure. Normal blood sugar range it does vary. Typically, anything over 180s, you start looking at some pre-diabetic numbers. It also depends on if you've been eating, when you ate, blah, 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 How whatever. How does a glucometer go? Well, <laughs> before it says Depends nothing. on the glucometer. Okay. Um, so they pricked her finger and it just – it said – it didn't read. And then the first one came back high, I think, but didn't like trigger anything. Then they had her use the bathroom so they can test ketones, which is basically that's telling you that your organs are shutting down. And ketones is in your urine. Yes. It, it, isn't it like, like sugary? I feel like cr- what it you turns told to me crystals. or like crystal. Okay. Yeah, basically yes. your urine crystallizes. Yeah. Because it's, it's wild. Your kidneys and everything are trying to process everything. Um, and they were like, well, let's just test your blood sugar. Like, let's just prick your finger one more time. And they did, and hers was 560. Uh, spoiler alert, not great, guys. <laughs> not great. Holy moly. Um, so they say, pack your bags, go in the hospital. They're like, you go right there. And I was like, can I please just go get her stuff? Like, yes. You know, I know, like, let me just what, go get her, like, love. Was Maggie in the room when they say, like, okay, this mm-hmm. is – okay. Uh, well, no. Yes. No, it, <laughs> no, yes, no, yes, no. Okay. She was um, – at that point, they had us waiting back in the car because it's COVID. So mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. you know, try to have you inside as little as possible. So they walk back out. I still remember the PA. We've since seen her a few times because um, she this was just – This is not Vicky. This is not Vicky. This is someone else. We've seen her when we've gone back in for, like, sick visits. Wonderful. Um. Walks out to the car and she's like, I can't officially diagnose, but I think she has type one. You need to go to the hospital immediately. We've called. They're waiting for you. And I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mags, we're going to go home. And she, I mean, of course she's nine at this point. I she know, just she turned crying. nine. Like I wouldn't even know if she knew what that so, is or what, you know. She did. I guess just the tone and overall she fences. Well, she heard hospital. She yeah. also had been exposed to type one because she had a sweet little friend before we closed down for COVID in her class, that was also type one. Okay. So she had an idea of what it was. She, you know, it was 
peripheral, but yeah, she knew, hey, Hope has to prick her finger and she's got to take medicine. And that's all she knew about sure. it. So we went, packed her stuff. Kevin's out of town. I'm like, Tama dri- comes here, yeah. like <laughs> shoving my kid off on you, calling my mom. My mom books a flight. She flies in. And, you know, we went from this, not that she's unhealthy now, but a seemingly, I mean, the girl's yeah. had one fever in her entire life to being hospitalized for three days. And, you know, literally going from me having to sit on her physically, rip open tights so that she would get a flu shot in her leg <laughs> to her having to give herself, you know, five or six injections a day and prick her fingers. And I mean, she's, she's a trooper that, yeah. I mean, now she can post pictures, but when you look at those hospital pictures of Maggie, I like, it guts me because I knew my mom goat was there or my mom intuition. When you look at those pictures, she looks sick. Yeah. And that looking back at it and then looking at her even just four months later, you're like, God, how did I miss this? Well, God, first of all, Mom Gail, that's a whole, we could do, let's do a whole, whole podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I know this is extreme, but Jesus, no one told me that came with the job the way it comes with the job. Like, just, I mean, even from big things to like, oh, I didn't, I didn't let them go to this. Whatever can be not my fault or my fault is my fault. Like, it's always going to be my fault. Yes, big, small, like, let me find a way to make yeah, it my fault. For I'll sure. carry it. I'll carry this weight. It's fine. No big deal. And yeah, I get it though. I mean, I didn't, I just feel like too, when you're lit, when you see someone every single day, it change, it's hard to notice the drastic change. It's like Until not seeing someone just kind of grow. Yeah. Like you haven't seen someone in four months and you're like, or kids at school, you haven't seen your friend's kids. And all of a sudden you walk in and they're like, oh, when did that happen? Yeah, but you're like seven inches taller. Yes. yes. Okay. So you go right to the hospital. Um, gosh, this part, I'm going to get like choked up. I don't know. I mean, Tom, I was here. You, you were alone for a, a minute and I hated that, but it was also COVID. What did that hospital, when do they confirm it? What are those, di- like, it has to be like out of body. You're just so much information, so many things in and out, so many elements. I just always think about co- like just so many different elements playing a part. Like what were those few days like? I mean, you worked in the hospital then. They're still super restricted at that point. Like yeah, one totally per- legally snuck in there. Yes. Don't tell anybody. She <laughs> I had me. to come see you. <laughs> um, they were allowed, you know, I mean, it was the same with moms giving birth, like one visitor and that person couldn't leave. So once we were there, like Kevin, it loosened up a little bit, I think, by that point. So he could come, but I, I could be wrong. I think he had to be tested before he came in. He could not stay. I was allowed to stay. Right. I remember him coming, but I couldn't remember if he, if he came in. Did you have to go out? Because there were different parts. So he was allowed that. to come for like okay. some education pieces. Okay. Um, We were not allowed to leave the floor. Like Maggie was not allowed to leave the floor. I know that's partially hospital policy when you're admitted, but she couldn't leave the floor even to like She's go down the cafeteria. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. Like- I mean, for all purposes, she's she feels good. Yeah. We were very lucky. She so DKA with what's that? Diabetic ketoacidosis, okay. which is that's everything shutting down. That's the not good portion. Um, that happens when your blood sugars have been too high for too long and you're having ketones, or you haven't gotten insulin because your your pancreas doesn't work. So oh yeah, we like yeah. That's what diabetes is. <laughs> Let's do that. Really. P.S. By the way, so I swear I didn't know some of these things. Like, oh God, I didn't like either. People are more familiar with type two, right? And and we know that, like, to some extent, hereditary or just. But your diet, your exercise, mm-hmm. like, it's a completely different. I wish they weren't called the same things. I really wish they weren't either. You but know? it's just it, it is what it is. It is what I mean. Yeah. There's been so many. You know, you can cure type one with cinnamon, and you can do what? this. Or why don't you do Wait, that? That's a thing. Or like that's a uh, whatever, like conspiracy theory. That's yes. Not. What it's, are those called? Hmm. 
<laughs> old, old wives tale. <laughs> All right, keep going. Um, I we had no experience with it at all. Um, we have no family history of any autoimmune diseases, which again, that's type one is an autoimmune disease. They run hand in hand with things like thyroid diseases, celiac, um, a little bit of arthritis, but more if you're diagnosed with the, the big three, thyroid, celiac, or type one, they will always test you for the other two. How often? She gets tested once a year. So we're not like, it's not like, oh, she doesn't have it now. She's in the clear. It's like this could always be. She will get tested, yeah, once a year. Um, <sighs> so she does. So type one is your pancreas literally does, it's, it doesn't produce insulin, which is basically its full job. So when she eats sugar or any type, not even just sugar, glucose, which is in, I mean, freaking everything, carrots, sweet peppers, mm -hmm. fruit, even, you know, even proteins. The fat and that stuff turns to glucose because that's what fuels your body. If you don't eat some type of glucose, you're not getting the energy because that's where your energy comes from. Your body breaks down foods and stuff to glucose to give you energy. Do you know? I, I don't know. I know you're not a doctor, but if like you know all the things, do you know why some people will find out they have it when they're four? Um, like Bob Miller, one mm -hmm. of my best guy friends, found out at probably 22, 23. Our buddy it's, Matt just found out in. If his 30s? Like, why? It's so... Because it, I always say, think it's like juvenile diabetes, which is... You it know, used to be. It's right? a lot more common. It's also now they're seeing that it might be linked to an increased diagnosis from COVID because it can be driven from having a virus. So a lot of times, yeah, any autoimmune disease, they're going to say, have you been sick lately? Okay. Because that will spur because your white blood cells kick up and it attacks. So she had the antibodies. Okay. So carry the antibodies. So you could... I could have the antibodies and not know it and never get type 1. Okay. I could also not have the antibodies now and develop them later. So there's really no – Autoimmunes are so confusing. They're very like, – And I'm speaking out of turn because I'm not a doctor. Right. And also I don't want this podcast to be like political or conspiracy theory, but there's a lot of right links for these autoimmunes and COVID. And then some people think it's COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. Some people think it's a disease. Whatever. I don't care. How wild is that that all these things are being – But it's like would she have had it? eventually like it's like she had it dormant and then maybe that yeah. like and and know. like looking back at it as much as i want to say it was spurred by this she had covid and four weeks later she was diagnosed yeah i think covid was just kind of the like straw that broke the camel's back because sure. she was having symptoms before that but they do typically say it is brought on by a virus like you know you have a really bad ear infection or a yeah. really bad strep throat or something like that and that some people That's it's so crazy some people it is hereditary you know her likelihood she was diagnosed before 11 so her likelihood of passing it on to her kids is X percent. It's higher than if she had been diagnosed after 11, but it's still lower than if she had been diagnosed. So there's all these percentages that tie into being able to tie it and pass it down to your kids. Goodness gracious. I do. I, I thought about that. Could be speaking out of turn. Her likelihood of passing it down being female is less than if she were male. I could be. Could be totally wrong. <laughs> also, uh, when we did Maria's podcast, I was like, this is not medical advice. We're just shooting the shit about yeah. something that happened. <laughs> like, yeah. But also, like, I mean, even it even comes down to like when she has her first kid. Yeah. Like if she has her kid after the age of 25, the chances go down. I think about this. Okay, back to I, I come into because I do work in the hospital and I think you had forgot your glasses or something. Yeah. And I bring them to you one day. <laughs> Couldn't see. It was COVID. So I had to wear masks all day I and I was to, angry. To Maggie's room and I she just like lit up in this like Miss Ashley, like look at all she I can't remember what she was showing me. It was like Holly the Bear. Like Look at all this stuff, right? Like, and 
and the bandages on her arms and the things she had been pre- I swear I left that room and started crying right now. And I like was like, oh my gosh, like that was the cutest thing. And also like so sad and all these things. Sorry. Woo. You're good. <laughs> it's like my fifth podcast I've cried on. Um, what does that look like for you? Like when did you just like, because you're with her, you got to be strong. You're her mom. You're in the hospital. When did you just like lose your damn mind? Because I cried walking out of the hallway. <laughs> I, um, I don't think it was until after we left the hospital because I didn't have an opportunity to. Yeah. Because she's there. And, you know, I'm for three days, she's literally glued to me. A couple times when she fell asleep, you know, you rabbit hole and I'm, what can you not do? What can you do? And I I mean, I've told the story probably a hundred times. And she, God, that girl held it together. She was the best. She, the, her being the best made me sad. Yeah. That made, I don't know what. No, I don't you know. know. I, was, I was like, God, she's so cute. She, and like, <laughs> she's Listen, we're in the throes of being Maggie. I love you. <laughs> if Maggie ever listens, to this. if you ever listen to this, I love you. But being a teenager in middle school is not a whole lot of fun. <laughs> She's a great kid, and she has handled this better than I ever could. And she didn't cry in the hospital until the very last day. And at that point, she just cried, but she couldn't even articulate what. And meanwhile, the day before, I'd been like, this isn't going to stop you from being anything. You can be whatever you want. The yeah. only thing you can't do <laughs> is go into the military or be a pilot. And even since then, being a pilot's what changed. I want to be a pilot? <laughs> like, well, you don't take risks, so I don't have to worry about that. And then I was like, and right now I'm going to tell you, you, I don't think you can get like stupid drunk. And she looked at me and she goes, mom, I'm nine. And I was like, <laughs> okay. okay, I'm going to reel this back. Because I think as a parent, you – spiral and you, you, you're worrying about things that they don't even know that they're going to miss. Sure. So in my head, it was, you know, she's, she's not going to be able to go to the movies and have candy and just not think. Yeah. Because that's what changes is it goes from, Hey, I'm an, I'm a nine-year-old kid and I'm hungry and I want to eat to, Hey, I'm a nine-year-old kid with type one. I got to think before I put anything in my mouth and I have to plan if I'm going to go swimming and I have to plan if I'm going to go to a sleepover. And if I go traveling, I have to bring an entire extra bag of, we call them all her robot parts. Like she just lost that freedom. So as a parent, especially when they're young, you have friends that were diagnosed much younger. She's on that cusp of wanting to be and finally gaining her independence. And I felt like I took a part of that away. So it was all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to do this for you because I don't want you to have to do it on your own. (laughs) But then how much of it am I doing too much of? So it's just this fine line that you walk all day, every day. Which is what makes me – as if being a mom is not hard enough. Like, let's throw this in there. So what do you do – okay, so you've got all these things coming at you. You you drink from a fire hose for the first (laughs) six months. You're literally drinking from a fire hose because the diabetes education is evolving. Sure. I don't think it's where it needs to be. That's coming from someone that's gone through it. Um, It's very personalized person to person. Your Maggie's diabetes might be very different than your friends. I remember. I feel like I really that hit me so hard when we went to that the uh, the fundraiser here. Just hearing these kids, these sweet, you know, just mm-hmm. everyone's story is so different. And of course, again, priority number one is her, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's how do we keep her? So you of all this information, it's all over the place. And then, I, and then also you, like, what? Okay, I'm asking you things. <laughs> how do you learn what to do for her? Let's do that one first. Let's go with that. Like, how? Who's telling you? So I took it upon myself. I did the education through. Like, does the hospital say, "Hey, this is what you do. See you later." So the hospital sits down and they're like, "Here's your math." You know? Oh it's, no! Yes. What would I do? 
bring your calculator. <laughs> They're like, you know, X number of carbs, here's your correction factor. So for every 15 carbs, she needs one unit of insulin. These are, I'm literally just throwing numbers. But then you add in, there's two types of insulin. There's basal and there's bolus. Oh, your Jesus. basal is your background insulin. So even if she's not eating, she could not eat for four days. God, would I'd never let happen, but she is always going to need some type of background insulin because your body is, if you're not eating, you're it's still breaking down. It's yeah, producing okay. glucose. So she needs that background insulin. So you have to figure out at what rate does she need this background insulin you know, if she's not eating food. And then your bolus insulin is how much do you dose per unit for things that she eats. So you look at if she has, we're going to just say, you know, a granola bar and it's 15 carbs. Well, you have to look at it and say, okay, well, are those 15 carbs all sugar or are they fats? Or and so you break it down. So it's all different. So they give you a basic. Do you leave with like a, a three ring oh, binder mm-hmm. filling out? One hundred percent. They oh make you that you have a three ring binder of all these equations, and you know they give you a very high level. Okay. You know this is what you need to do to keep your kid alive. That's literally basically what they're saying to you. It's not going to be perfect these first however many months. It's never going to be perfect, but this is what you do to keep her alive. They tend to lean more towards it's okay if they run a little high because the low seems scarier. The low is scarier because that's when you get seizures and sure. Low is we're gonna say low is immediate, high is long term. I'm so sorry, but we all grew up like um steel magnolias. And yeah, all I can think about is the low and the seizure and like mm-hmm. yes. I mean, yes. Yes. I never I hope I never see that. I've heard stories. It don't I don't nope. need to see that. Nope. <laughs> but so they give <laughs> you this be a no for me. Fire hose and they're just you're just trying to soak it all in. And I'm an extremely ADD person, but also I don't like not succeeding. Makes and sense. I was like, I don't like the gray area of diabetes. I don't like that it's, oh, well, one day it's this and one day it's that. One day it's this and one day. And I was like, this is going to be black and white for me. And I'm going to make it be black and white. I found a podcast. It's called the Juice Box Podcast. You kind of have to pick and choose what you listen to because some people take it to an extreme and some people don't. But it gave me a better understanding that Maggie and I can work together to adjust things on our own because the doctors are wonderful. Sure. They are great. But everybody's is so personalized and they have And you're in it day in, day out. Exactly. We're they're in it, it with you. They we see him it's once every one. three months. Yeah. Once every three months. And yes, we can reach out, but you know, they might not be as aggressive. They might they, you know, for them running two hundred to four hundred might be fine. But I know she doesn't need to do that. So I took it upon myself to learn more and try and teach her more. So I God, again, probably against medical advice, I should say. <laughs> Please do not follow this. Um, I'll adjust your numbers to try and keep her in range. You know, you go through this phase, which they call a honeymoon phase, where right. once they get insulin, they might their pancreas might kind of wake up is the best way to describe it. So all of a sudden, her pancreas might be like, it's kind of like if you have an old car, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know it's going, and then it has this like the honeymoon <laughs> period where... All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'm going to give you like spits and sputters. And that's kind of what your pancreas does after, typically after you're diagnosed. Some people can honeymoon and, you know, go be hospitalized, need insulin for four days, and then maybe not need insulin or need one unit a day for three years. Oh, wow. We were at about a year. Okay. That she was very, I mean, she was using like minimal, minimal nine units a day. We had great tight control, which is also why they would not put us on a pump. I do remember that taking a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
until you use a certain amount because they have thresholds. Yes. I I mean, I like, I I did finally tell them, I was like, what do we got to fudge to get her on this just so that she doesn't have to carry a pen? Like she wanted to be on it. So absolutely. I took it upon myself, learn more. I go in and I'll adjust her numbers and fiddle around with it because the lows scare me, but I know how to treat them. If that makes yeah, sense. It like, does. I it know seems, what I need to dare do. I say easier. That's not the right word. It's just, yes, a low to come back up seems yeah. easier than like, why for me. Go back. Yeah. Yes. Or I don't like knowing why she's not coming down. Yeah. Like, I know why you're low. You have too much insulin. You need food. I don't know why you're high. Yes. Well, that's what, <laughs> why are you, Maggie, are you high? This is my favorite question oh to ask God. in the middle of a restaurant. And pretty much any person whose child or the older themselves, she gets, the funnier that it's gonna going to be great. I'm going to be like, like Maggie, are you high? Gosh. I think I'm just going to start sending her the Snoop Dogg emoji or like make a Snoop, Snoop <laughs> yeah, Dogg. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, that means you need to dose. But like, oh, my, Maggie, so are you running high? Really, to me, my takeaway from this with you is just you are constantly. You're just on. on and your wheels you're turning and your also anxiety running and, and 500 more gray hairs. Thank you, diabetes. Well, okay. So what do you do? What does the community look like for the mom, the dad, the brother? I don't know. The people that are also going through it. Because this rocked everybody's world. It yeah. has. I mean, I think Thomas has a peripheral view. He was devastated. It was so emotional. Oh, my God. He totally, he totally, yeah. he was like, I didn't mean to give her candy. He thought he gave it to her. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that breaks my heart. Bubba. He did not I mean at that point he was six. Yeah. He didn't know. He was five, actually. Was he five? I don't know. Whatever. How old Either way. <laughs> Either way. He was young. Um, I can't speak to Kevin because Kevin and I carry it differently. Which which is common. Probably yeah, a lot of components there. Yeah. For sure. Um being a mom is different for mm-hmm. better, for worse, for different ways. It's just being a mom is different than being a dad. And, sh- and she's a girl, so yeah. doesn't always open to dad helping her out yeah you know but i think that that lends to being a girl i think as a mom i carry it all the time and when things aren't going right i i mean even just this afternoon i'm like i feel like i am like scaling at this right now and i said it to kevin this afternoon she's you know it guys it's post halloween it's hormones it's middle school it's all the things and i was like I fucking hate diabetes. Yeah. That's okay. Like, like you're, if you don't say that, like, yeah, I'm like, let me get this out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I just need to be angry at it because otherwise I'm going to be angry at her. I don't want to be angry yeah. at my kid for being a kid. Do you feel though like that's like part of grief? There's like, I'm so, like, this stuff makes you choke up, but it's like, there's, right? I'm sad. Yeah. I'm freaking mad. You I'm know, mad. I'm like, mad why? Because- why does this happen to her? Why does this exist? Yeah. What's happening? Like, we, what, you know, I like, mean, it's, all the parts. It's come so far, but as of right now, she can't go a single day without having to stop and think and make 3,700 more choices than her friend next door. And that sucks. And you that's know? not – like She wants to be 11. Like, one of the days you said that to me, you're like, this is not like a, oh, she's sick and we're going to do this treatment and then she's better. Like this is – this is forever. And that is such a, I mean, she's a baby. Like she's a child. And that's like such a wild concept, you know? This isn't a disease that you get days off from. Yeah. Like, and I don't know that there are a lot of disease, because it is, it's a disease that you get a day off from or that you can put in the back of your mind. She may be able to, because I can step in for her right now because she's 11, but at some point I'm not going to be there. And hopefully by then things are different, but it is scary. And, and, when this first happened, I mean, we touched on how I don't sleep. Like, everyone's like, oh, do things level out? Do things level out? Well, to what extent? 
Yeah. You know, yes, maybe when she's older and her patterns are more regular, but you know, what they don't tell you about diabetes is that one day she could drink a milkshake and be fine. And the next day she could look at a grain of rice and be 450. What if There's like every just night, like no... those nights you're so fatigued and you lay and you're like those nights you just want to crash and then do and then it's like alarm mm-hmm. off. <laughs> yeah, something like that is that's like so there's just wild. You, you don't sleep because I feel like at one point you were meeting up with the, some moms. Yes, how's that? Like, does that feel good? I don't know. I love like I've said this on I, I most podcasts about like it comes, but I love having something in a common. Community. Like, yes, a community mm-hmm. for whatever you're going through. Like, I need somebody to, to relate to. To about yes, like yep. how does that? Um, how's that feel? It how's is that? the best community you never want to be a part of. Is the great way to put it? Yeah. Best way to put it. We, you know, when Maggie was diagnosed, friends who had friends, who had friends or neighbors or uncles or cousins were hooking us up and passing the words. And there wasn't a single person that reached out to me that was either involved in the community or had a kid or they themselves were that were not amazing and super helpful. I have become extremely close with a friend that we met from a surf camp that she did that was all type one kids, which... Which is the coolest thing ever. Shout out to what is that it's, camp called? It's, it's so called amazing. Riding on Insulin. They do it with Indojacks Surf Club. They, the people came from all around the country. All around the country. Yes. This mom and her son live in Chicago. He was diagnosed right around Maggie's time. I mean, within two months of each other. And I would say she and I text probably three or four times a day, even if it's just like, we had a great day. I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> and then the other times it's like, I can hate this. Yeah. This pump broke. He won't do this. She won't do that. Like, just to be able to bounce on it because they don't get it. And Maggie's friend in town, her mom is the same. And her daughter's had it since she was three. And I mean, I know until Maggie was diagnosed, there's an element of, I want to be able to let my kid have freedom, but to what extent? Yeah, because I, I always tell my kids my number one job is to keep you safe. It's, like above yeah. anything else, like that is, so, that's what I'm here for. She, like, I mean, we were lucky enough that they live nearby and Maggie and hope have become great friends. But her mom was like, I've spent one night away from her since her diagnosis. Holy one moly. night. So we have passed the girls back and forth and it's nice to be able to send her somewhere where you know they know what to do. And I feel like there's part of getting right. So when something so so shitty happens to you and you're like, you got to get through it. And then you're, once you're kind of getting through it, you're like, well, now what can I, how can I make this a positive, dare I say, right? Like, what can I do? Yeah. And I don't even think you probably don't know the ways yet that like Maggie might be doing something amazing, how you're, but like, how can I give back? How can yeah. I be a support for somebody else? Um, also, I wanted to do this. I feel like someone's going to yeah. listen to this or someone's going to send this to somebody who is going to reach out and be like, oh my God, I need, you know, yeah. dare I say, uh, dare I say it, it gets better. I don't know that it gets better, but the ups and downs you find, you find your people. Yeah. And they may be, yeah. Do you love that song? <laughs> love that Guys, song. he's coming to Wilmington. Um, <laughs> But you you find someone that you can bounce it off of. It's never easy. It never goes away. You you learn that some things are gonna just. I mean, for me, there's just days that it just gets too heavy, and I kind of have to step back. Yeah. Um. I was just telling you before we started. Like Maggie's going away for a lacrosse tournament this weekend with Kevin. I am not going. This is the first time in two years we attempted it. Not long after she was diagnosed, it went horribly wrong. (laughs) Um, That I'm completely deleting. I have an app that I'm able to follow her numbers on. I'm deleting it. I need to step away on burnout. I think she's burnout. And I think this is going to be good. 
I think, but again, I then I'm always like, am I allowed to say that? Because I have no clue what I would do or how. But I think, but you don't know. It's going to be good for her and Kevin. It's going to be good for you and Thomas. It's going to be good for your. Yes. Your I don't know. God, it, it just seems like it's going to be good. And like even this, like God, I try to find the positive and and I. And it's okay if you're not there yet. I think yeah. it's all part of a cycle. I it's know. all part of a and cycle. You can always see it. And right. then you get yeah. you get mad at people that you don't want to be mad at, and you get mad at your kid, and you get you get mad at the person that's like. Oh, I slept so horribly last night. I want to be like you. Can, really, you can come stay at Do my you know, house. So, isn't it like one hundred and one that being mad is easier than being anything else? For like, sure. I, let me be mad instead of being sad because that's I can deal. With uh, yeah, that. what it comes down yes. to is that I'm I'm not mad at you. I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Hundred percent yeah, jealous. All the things, but man, it's so much more fun. To God, be. I just <laughs> want to sleep. Like yeah. I never. I mean, we. I mean, as moms, you always say like, once you have kids, you don't ever sleep again. But I think you do. I do. Yeah. How annoying is that? A- Ashley makes everybody jealous. It's actually my gift that I was given. <laughs> I, would love, I would love that gift. Oh, but gosh. like there is a big difference between not being able to put – not being able to sleep and not being able to put your phone away because you're afraid it's going to ring. Yeah. And and that's what you set up for me because she's 11 and she doesn't wake up. Yep. And my phone rings if she – you know, high is one thing. I can go in and it's a little bit, but you're still up every in hour. Mind, it's like when an Amber Alert goes off. Is that what it sounds like? like 100%. And you know, everybody's just doing it at the same time. Yeah. You're like, what just it's, I mean, I, yeah. I would turn it on now, but you guys would hate me. <laughs> but I think you've been over when it's yeah. gone off and it, it doesn't stop. Yeah. It doesn't stop. But at night it rings. My phone you, physically rings. This is not, I don't know what you're saying. This, the, I took Maggie to, on a hike one day. Oh, we, I remember we that. We went to Poplar Grove, which is like, I don't know, it's like a mile. <laughs> so we call it a hike. I don't know. Whatever. It's like a little <laughs> it's a walk. walk. It's a stroll. I checked that day thing her numbers mm-hmm. and i was so unwell the entire time now this in my defense this was like super early on she did not have a pump you don't, you don't she, need defense it's it was, you I don't know obsessed yeah. like i looked at, and i was like then i was like why did i do this what doesn't happen like we're also like a mile from our house and it was a one <laughs> mile walk guys, my superpower is being able to get wherever <laughs> i need to be really quickly <laughs> i really just felt like in this 40 minutes, I I felt like, I was like, let me like take her off for, and we were gone for like maybe an hour, 40 minutes, an hour. And I was just like, not, not okay. Yeah. I was not okay. It's and stressful. It, it was so stressful. But as parents and adults, you take that on so your kid doesn't have to feel that stress. <gasps> you know right? what I mean? Like you do, you would. She had her phone in her book bag like, or what? Yeah. Did she have a phone then, I guess? So she got, yes. God, that's the worst. Isn't part that of weird? But I don't think she was using the part. phone. She it doesn't like, matter. Yeah. <laughs> your nine-year-old the phone makes your heart want to fall out your oh, butt. I took that phone and I just like stared at it like, oh. the entire time. Like, Guys, what's going on? Phones. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other. It, that what just spins a whole other ball game when you have a eleven-year-old. At this rate, she would have a no. Yeah. So it's because but now I can't. Now I can't take it away. Right, which is like the ultimate. Doesn't that whatever Guys, he gets just, to do? Spi- you just spiral. You we just could spiral. go on. Yeah, we could go on and on. In the long run, she's a wonderful, wonderful girl, she's and she great. handles this like a goddamn oh, champion. You do you know? It's amazing. It's inspiring. I love it. And I would. I mean, I don't love it, and I hate that happened. But no, but whatever. Th- like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna find our silver linings. Is yes. it gonna take detours? And you know, we might end up in Kansas when we wanted to go to California. Maybe, but we'll get there. Get it there. might just take us a few more days. It's just like extra I'm steps. things keep when I think about what it could have looked like for somebody 20 years ago, 10 years, you mm-hmm. know, it's continuing. Technology to, is a really cool thing, yeah. guys. The JDRF, you can't say enough things about. And hearing what's re- in the pipeline and things are testing. I'm like, I'm, I'm never, such a subscriber now. Yes, I'm so invested. I am not 
I mean, I might be a nerd. I might read Harry Potter and like fantasy books. Sure. So we'll call that a nerd. I like nerd out over the technology and the stuff mm-hmm. and the the potential for they've been telling everybody and if you talk to anybody in the community that there's going to be a cure by the time your kid is an adult there's there's not i don't care if there's a cure anymore i just want it to be manageable just look better and, and it keeps looking yep. you know my friend margaret's son put it in a way that i don't think you can put any better is he's like i don't care if there's a cure i just don't want it to be in the forefront but he's like i i want to be able to wake up and if it means one shot a day is that not better than tracking my numbers all day, twenty four seven? Day long. So they're they're working on it. So. so right, and they have to do research. How? What if people want to get involved? I mean, I the little my girlfriend used to work at JDRF, and I she loved that job, and I feel like thrived, and I learned some then, and then it kind of yeah wasn't personal right yet, so it just like went away. It's and one then, of those you don't know till you know. And now I'm like obsessed. With, like I went to the just yeah. the one event. We might go to this walk tomorrow, and I'm just I think they're doing amazing things. So what can people do to like? get knowledge, get involved. I don't know. How do you know how we even do that? What can we set up? I mean, so uh, we're going to be better about the yes. Yeah. Sorry that I weed me. No, weed you're us. good. We can totally <laughs> weed because I, I wanted to dive in and life happens and, you know, I want to be involved in that stuff, but I also want Maggie to continue the things she loves, which is like lacrosse. So I've picked up more of mm-hmm. that and we're gone. And I, I definitely, as I think she's going to get there. She is. I need to get there. Is that I need to if to be more involved, I have to prioritize it, and I wasn't in in a mind frame or the space to be able she, to do that. Yet. And this, maybe I'm speaking out of turn issue, but I just think she's not quite ready. When like I've seen people come up to her and see her Dexacom, she's and not ready. To she does, yet. yeah, she doesn't or doesn't want that to be her thing and like her bonding. But watching some of the girls at that JDRF event that were 16, 17, mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of as you yep. and meeting. People out and about, people that sat at our table. And I mean, like, I think I, I get excited. excited. Right? I'm like, Maggie, look, Dex come in the wild. Like, Steven, our trip that I was in the airport, this was early on, and I was like texting you a picture of this cute little thing that, you know, yeah. I felt like when I saw, like, I was so hyper aware of seeing I mean, them it's then. like when you're buying, when you're buying a new car, or you're pregnant, all of a sudden everybody has that car. Everybody, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> pregnant. And I'm like, so true. Everybody has a Dexcom, Max. Mm. Look at this. She's just, I mean, I want her to get there. She's starting to, make rumblings of wanting to be more involved. Her friend Hope is extremely involved and it's amazing. And it's, awesome. I think she might actually be speaking at the next cocktail party, which would be huge. Maggie's just not there yet. Maggie it's is totally fine. She is very shy. She isn't, she is not, I'll talk to a brick wall. Maggie, you have to like pull teeth to do that. You know, I find her zero shy, but I get, it's just a different environment. She's comfortable. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's says volumes so of you because she's comfortable with you. Yeah. If she's not comfortable, she's going to be quiet. Yeah. Nothing Not, wrong with She's it. Kevin. She's not me. Well, I don't know. We'll post some stuff. We're going to yeah, do the JDRF. JDRF. There's amazing, amazing organization. I think yeah. the biggest thing I can say is that it's. I don't want to scare anybody, um, but know your warning signs. Which is – I think that was the point, right? It's a, yeah. <laughs> That's why we did this. I like, like, want people to know. I want yeah. you to know the warning signs because it's still not an everyday thing, but it is becoming more prevalent. It also – Hey, again, spoiler alert, adults, know your warning signs for you because yes. it's not just kids. You know, it, it doesn't take much to get a glucometer. If you're getting a reading over 200, go get blood work. Yeah. Just go get it tested. You know, it might not be anything. You might, you could be in steroids, you could be getting sick, but just, God, just do it because it's, if you can the catch it earlier, it, yeah. yeah, you know, there, you can avoid hospitalization. You could, so many things you can avoid. I'm hyper aware of it. Yeah. Almost to a fault. 
Fair, fair enough. You Very know? fair. I've definitely poked Thomas's finger in his sleeve because I'm paranoid. <laughs> Don't tell him. Oh, but I love just, being a mom. No, you're war- yeah, no, your warning signs for you because, as you said, now it's not juvenile diabetes. There, you know, there's yeah, a big push to change the name. They call it now if you're diagnosed in adulthood. It's called LATA, late adult onset diabetes. Yeah, you could say anything right Something now. Along those, yeah, but it's still it's still type <laughs> one. Type one is type one. Well, thank you for doing this with me. I mean, I know it's like I feel like you. Yeah, at the same time you think you shared your story a hundred times, but it's still just I know it's. Next time, can we do like funny stories? (laughs) Yes, we have a lot of those too. Because I have a lot of those that are actually really funny. Well, I really appreciate it. And we're going to continue. We'll post stuff about JDRF. I'm going to post this with Christy. Slide into her DMs if you have any other questions. or Because she's awesome. She knows mm -hmm. her shit. And if you are in or joining the community, don't be afraid to, as she said, slide in those DMs. I'm... Happy to Sliding talk here. Into AI God, I would DMs. love. Yeah, you know, <laughs> look, it got me a husband. Maybe he'll get me another community. We'll see. Love it, love it, y'all. Thank you for continuing to listen to support me. You can check me out on Spotify, on Apple, Bright Minds with Ashmon, and please, yes, share this podcast if you know anyone going through this. I just think it is a great community, and I want you know, if, if you have to be, what did you call it? You said it so well. It's a the best community you, you never want to be part yep. of. Mm-hmm. Something like that it was awesome. You, you will well. find the most supportive people ever in this. Love so. it. Hey, thank you. No problem. Love you. Bye, y'all.